electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. Today, you'll hear from Lindsay Artkin. She's the president of the National Hockey League Coaches Association, and she'll be talking about diversifying executive leadership in professional sports, developing a more inclusive talent pipeline, and the role of male allyship in promoting women to the top jobs. Artkin spoke with my friend and colleague Julia Borston at CNBC's Equity and Opportunity Forum on March 10, 2022. Here's our conversation. I want to highlight the work that you're doing at the NHL to try to bring in more women. Talk to us about your initiative. Well, first of all, thanks, Julia, for having me on today. It's a pleasure to talk to everybody. What we are trying to do at the National Hockey League Coaches Association is diversify the faces you see behind the benches of the 32 NHL teams. Right now, it is 100% men, and it's predominantly white men. So the program that we've created, the NHLCA Female Coaches Development Program, its ultimate objective is to get women behind those benches. Now, there's a lot of uh, runway ahead for us in terms of what we're trying to accomplish. We need to start building up the developmental pipelines that ultimately lead to the NHL to get those women ready to step behind the bench. But there's a lot of progress we've already made over the past two years since we've launched the program, and we're excited about what's ahead. So that's a little bit about where we're at today. So let's take a step back, though, and explain your approach to this, because what you're doing is so important. And I also think can be a model for others who might be interested in replicating it or doing something similar in their fields. How did you determine that this was something that you wanted to do and could do? And what is your strategy for making progress here? The light bulb moment for me personally, in terms of when I really realized we had to put an effort uh, into developing a program to support women in hockey, uh, and, you know, I have the support of all 200 of our NHL coaches in doing this is uh, back in 2019, we were at the NHL draft in Vancouver and we run a, a global coaches conference there. And I was on stage giving the opening remarks. And in the audience of 500 people, there was maybe five women. And that was the light bulb moment for me when I realized we really have to, to make change. And at first, it can be hard to conceptualize what you can actually do. You know, as everybody agrees, we need to be much more focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. But how does that actually manifest in terms of a tangible program, actionable steps, and a cohesive program that you can put out there uh, to start? So I think other industries, what they can learn from what we've started to do is that you don't necessarily need a fully formed plan. Just start doing something. And so what we started to do is, you know, I walked off that stage and I picked up the phone and I networked with as many women coaching across North America at all different levels as I could to try to understand what they felt the career hurdles were to their advancement through the professional ranks of hockey. And what I was hearing was probably what you would hear in many different industries, not just in hockey or professional sports. It's a lot of gender biases and societal misconceptions that they were challenged by. Uh, and a few reoccurring themes I kept hearing over and over and over again was it was hard to crack the old boys network at the NHL level. And so for us, 
instilling a core pillar of networking within the program was fundamental to us knowing we'd eventually be successful with getting women behind the bench. Obviously, you know, you need to know your stuff. You need to know your X's nose. You need to be the best coach you can be to be in the NHL. Those teams are there to win. It's highly competitive. There's very few spots. So ensuring that we upskilled the women in our program to be able to be ready to step behind the bench and compete at the same level as their male peers was also another really fundamental part. And then thirdly, the, the main focus really was on visibility and exposure for the women in the program. So getting them opportunities to tell their story in the public spotlight, the whole idea of if you see it, you can be it, and featuring these women prominently within the hockey community, not just in North America, but globally, was a really important focus for the program too. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. You mentioned visibility most recently, but also education and upskilling and networking. And I'm going to ask you to expand on that networking a bit, because obviously women are still very much in the minority. How do you see male allyship and how do you encourage that across the NHL? We wouldn't have success with this program if I didn't have the support of all of our NHL coaches. And what I've realized being in this role is that coaches love to learn from other coaches, and it doesn't matter what level of hockey you're at. They love to connect. They love to get new ideas. Diversity of ideas is really what a winning team needs. And so as a coach, you're looking everywhere for that. I constantly hear from our NHL coaches that the moment you stop learning is the moment that you get left behind in the NHL. And so when I originally presented all of our NHL coaches with the opportunity to meet these women, network with them, build new relationships, they were completely on board because they saw it as a new pool of talent from which they could learn and continue to grow themselves while reciprocally you know, helping those women in the program with their relationships across the hockey community, across North America, in all different levels. And so facilitating one-on-one -on -one networking sessions, you know, small group breakout sessions over Zoom during the pandemic has been really successful in terms of strengthening the relationships between the women in our program and our NHL coaches. You know, it's interesting. I wonder, hearing what you're saying about the sense that everyone needs to keep on learning and iterating, whether there is an acknowledgement that female talent in the NHL might be an underestimated opportunity and an opportunity for, for the whole league to continue to improve. It's certainly an incredible untapped opportunity, and you can look at other professional sports, whether it's the NFL or the NBA or MLB, they all have women in coaching roles or management roles uh, in those leagues. And so the NHL is certainly behind uh, in following along in that path, but we're on the right path. And there's such an eagerness from NHL coaches and just the NHL teams front offices, management, to, to really you know, start expanding their network, find the right candidates to get them into the roles. Mm -hmm. What's encouraging is seeing mm -hmm. a lot of the NHL teams making significant hires of women in their front office, whether it's in the general manager, assistant general manager role, or different mm -hmm. VP levels across the organization. So change is coming. It's slow, like any other industry, but we're on the right path for sure. Though women did suffer many setbacks during the pandemic, there is a lot of ambition and a lot of, a lot of people making progress right now. How do you think uh, we are right now in terms of being at a turning point, perhaps, in bringing more women either back into the workforce or, or helping women accelerate their careers? 
I myself come from a finance background, and I know 10 years ago I was one of a few women on the trading desk. And so hearing about the change that's coming across North America, whether it's in finance uh, or in sports, is exciting. Now, we're behind, obviously, in the NHL, but where I've been encouraged over the past 18 months since we've launched this program is to see some significant hires in the developmental lead, leagues that feed up into the NHL. Mm -hmm. So getting women into those coaching roles already is a step in the right direction of moving them behind the NHL bench, too. That was Lindsay Artkin, president of the National Hockey League Coaches Association. She joined us at CNBC's Equity and Opportunity Forum on March 10th, 2022. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share with your friends. You can visit CNBCEvents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can join us. Hope you do. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.